I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Security Insecure, hosted by Johnny Seifert. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. And if you have the same mantra as me, then before we get to today's guest, please subscribe to Security Insecure whilst you're listening. And at the end of the episode, leave a five-star rating and a review. Now to my guest. My guest this week is going into his sixth year on Made in Chelsea, starting in marketing and having a business associate in James Taylor. He joined the show in 2018 and what an impact he has had since. With the arrival of his ex-girlfriend Maver and his on-off friendship with Emily Blackwell, he has been the one to watch. And away from the TV, he has his finger in all the media prize, which means I'm not sure when he stops to relax, as he always seems to be doing something work-related with his Playtime podcast alongside Love Island's Charlie Radnage and his various YouTube channels he has run. And bringing this intro all together for now, away from the media as a whole, he loves his fitness. And not just in the way he looks, but the way he thinks. And I love having those deep conversations that I've had with him over the past five years. So without further ado, I'm delighted to welcome to Security Insecure, Miles Nazaire. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Thank you for having me again. Well, look, you are, uh, what do they call it, a connoisseur of the uh, podcast. I, I, maybe now. Yeah, you know what? I'm on my, we're on our 12th podcast, so I'm getting used to it now. I'm getting used to these mics. Are you? Yeah, are you getting yeah. used to the deep conversations? Yes. So Good. actually, we the episode that comes out on Sunday is going to be very interesting for me because it's one about mental health a topic that me and charlie kind of naturally went on to because we had a, had a we had a drink a few well actually a couple of months ago and we had we realized we had experienced kind of a similar thing and then we we're like let's talk about it on the podcast and it went deep and i'm a bit nervous to release it because i talk about something that i've never spoken about on any social media platform so we'll see what happens what is that it's basically something that happened to me when i was younger and it affected me with some darker thoughts I've had as I've gotten older. And I think Charlie and I, we were talking about those dark thoughts when you have a bad day and when you have anxiety um, on the verge of being, you know, depression. And we both were like, oh, my God, you went through that. I kind of did this and I thought that. And we're like, oh, my God, let's actually just let's just talk about it instead of just like, you know, kind of saying, oh, mental health. We just wanted to say, let's talk about our experience and we're hoping it comes out on sunday we're hoping people um i hope a lot of men who listen to it are going to be like 
oh, it's nice. I'm, I'm not alone. I, I'm going through this as well. That's the thing about men's mental health is that we don't speak. But mm. when you're given the opportunity to, to, or you have that confidence to say to your friend who's a man, I've got to tell you something, you just see them in a whole new light. And then you go, oh, you've also gone through that. Yeah. And I thought I was alone. Mm. And how often do we actually just feel alone in life? Not whether it's the dating, whether it's watching everyone else move on, or just in our thoughts, we always feel like we're alone. Oh, 100%. And I, we even discuss on the, the podcast, like, if you can't talk to your mate, your supposedly best mate, you know, your brother, uh, and say to him, I'm having a bad day, I'm not feeling okay, and he kind of disregards you, then that's no, that's not a friend. Um, and I think there's a there's a big difference between, you know, boys banter, lads and all that. And you can have that. And I think that, to be honest, I think that's actually quite healthy to have, you know, that kind of banter with your friends. But I think also you have to make sure that you're there for your mates and they're there for you. Yeah, and it's also about being empathetic mm. that you won't fully understand what someone's been through. Why do you think we don't speak? You know, we keep putting it on social media, you know, uh, William and Kate did their thing, the heads yeah. together talking in 2015, where I think mental health just started being spoken about. But yet we're still not having those conversations. I think we're, you know what, we're, we're getting closer though. Like there's this huge stigma about, you know, you men being men. And I think growing up, you know, you, if it's to do with advertising, if it's to do with watching movies, you know, your father figure, you know, it's very much, you've got to be a man. You've got to do this ignore your feelings don't cry in front of women do you um get the job done and that's it and 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 also one of the biggest is is suffer in silence right and as much as sometimes i i i agree with certain things as a, as being a man like you know you do have to let's you know in quotes you know man up in certain situations i think we have been for centuries now been a certain way that nowadays we've realized that not being okay is absolutely fine and it's not a form of weakness it's actually being being open with your with your problems your issues and um and your emotions to your boys to your to your mates shows a sign of actually how much more powerful you are as a man because you're dealing with things and it gets so dark for guys like you know, I've had numerous conversations. I'm so happy you've had temptation here on the on the on the podcast. Em and I, we've had some amazing deep conversations, and it's just brought us closer. And it's just, and it's also allowed us to understand when someone's maybe not okay without saying it. He doesn't need to tell me I'm not feeling okay. I can just see it now because we've had those deep conversations, and then I know how to protect him, and same vice versa. And I think it's so important. Like you can still be a man. And cry in front of your mate. You can still be showing up for your girlfriend, showing up for your family, making sure you you hold that role, which is you know what a man is supposed to be today, however you define that. But know that it is so important to talk about when you're going through a bad time, because you either bury your head in the sand and you hope it goes over, and it will only get worse in the future and that's where it gets really serious and that's when you have those really deep dark thoughts and being able to express yourself not only is therapy to yourself but it allows your friends to to know you more and and help you you're right and it's very interesting because i'll go through a bad moment and i'll tweet about it and i'll say this has happened but i would never put it on instagram because i'm mm. like twitter i've got on like five thousand followers but mm. i don't see them as friends it's associates whatever yeah whereas instagram is more personal 
and I'm like, I don't want my friends to see it. And if they do see it, number one, do they think it's about them? And secondly, it's, well, then they're going to actually ask me about it. And I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it yet, yeah. but you're right. It is speaking out, but you speak about what it means to be a man now. And I don't want to get into this debate about yeah. penises and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I'm interested in what you think being a man is. How do you define when you, as Miles, are a man? And not just, I am Miles, I'm the boy who goes to raffles on a yeah. Saturday night and yeah. picks up a girl like normal. A man is someone who accepts defeat, learns from his mistakes, and is honest. I think as I've grown up, going through my early 20s, it's so easy to do things that you think the world wants you to do. Um, and in some way it's important because it can get you places and you need to focus on, okay, if I do this, then I can get here. And you know, you, you uh, growing up as a man, you, you think you need to do so much all the time, right? You need to show up all the time. And now I'm, now I'm in my late 20s, I'm starting to think of how much more I want a simple life. And being a man for me is just having, having the, the, the core things that mean, uh, that mean the most to me uh, in friendships, in relationships, in everything. I just need the simplicity, uh, the love, and um, the the lack of disappointment. I need to. I need to. Sh- I, I need to show up in a different way now. I don't show up because I need to impress you. I don't show up because I'm a man, and this is what a man does. I put my ego aside. I put my pride away, and I'm I'm still learning now. It's not all the time, but I've I've just understood that being a man is just being who you are, and that that that's it. It's as simple as that. And allowing people to accept you for you. And that goes across all things, you know. It's it's not just being, I guess, being a man. It's being a woman, whatever whatever you want. Just showing up as yourself. I'm learning that a bit more. I was going to say, not in a numerical form, but how often do you think you are a man? I try to be as strong as I can. And that's what, it, that, that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. Because I, it, it goes back to when I have a tough time, I'm like, okay, you've got to be a man about this. You've got to deal with this. Come on, pick yourself up. Which in certain situations, is so important. So most of my week, when I'm super busy, when I'm super tired, when I'm super... Th- like, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I can cancel that. I don't need to do this. I shouldn't... It's like, that's when I tell myself, okay, man, stop, stop. Like, you need a... You need a... Again, quote is, um, don't take this out of context, man up in, the, in that sense of, like, you just need to get on with it. So in that sense, a lot of the time, I always try to be a man, supposedly. But then, you know, I think when I'm on my own and I need to like decompress, that's when I relax. And that's when I take off the, the what is a man suit, I guess, <laughs> and just relax. And but then that's what I'm saying. Like that also for me is being a man, being being vulnerable is being a man as well. So who's the miles away from the cameras, away from social media, away from the TV, away from the friends? Who is the man in miles that's just at home alone? It's the discipline I have. I wake up, I eat clean, I focus on my mental and my physical health. I'm very much someone who's very simple in what I do every day. Like, I think a lot of people think when you do TV, it's like all flashy lights and it's constant events. And don't get me wrong, there's a huge part of it. And that's, you know, showing up these things. And I guess sometimes pushing the buttons in certain places to make sure you're seen or you're doing things. And I guess the word, I hate this word, but the word relevant. Day to day, man, like if I could just wake up, go to the gym, see my mate, you know, create some content, have some fun, you know, that's what I want. And maybe meet someone special in my life. And 
that's 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 the biggest thing at the moment I've been thinking about more more and more as I get older is that next part of my life, which is you know kids, marriage, and 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 being a father one day, and you know that stuff is really important to me as well. Well, you've not been in a relationship for a couple of years, and that's yeah. especially at twenty-seven, and me at thirty. I mean, I've never had a girlfriend. Luckily, you've had that, but there is that thing of when. You know, everyone else is. Everyone else is moving on. Mm. When's it gonna happen for me? Why is it not happening for me? You're 27 years old now. Yeah. You're starting to look at. Th- I remember when I was 27, I was starting to think. First, is this massive number, and oh my god, I'm three years away. I'm two years away. I'm yeah. one year away. It's happening. Mm. Then it. I was 30, and I had a breakdown on my birthday. Really? Yeah. Massive. Massive. Cried twice. Shouted at my family. Why was that? What? What was? Is it because you didn't feel like you accomplished something in uh, by? By the age of 30, or was it because you were thinking, I need to be in a certain place at 30? My parents got me for my birthday this top, and it said, alive since 1992, always being amazing, or something, I can't remember, yeah. it's something like that. It's all over my social media, actually. It's on my pictures, because it's quite cute. And I thought, I haven't been amazing the whole time. I've made loads of mistakes, so that's not right. And then I thought, I'm 30, my life is over. As in, I see 30 is like, you're about to die, and what have I achieved? Because yes, I've had an amazing career. Mm. but I haven't had that personal life why is it I've got to 30 and still not had a girlfriend and if it's not going to happen just tell me just tell me it's never going to happen and then I won't be sitting on the apps day in day out yeah. going oh I've run out of likes oh there's no one coming up now yeah. and thinking my life is over where are you at with that because like I said you've got three years to go yeah. to it it's funny you say this. I have the opposite feeling when I get to 30. I think my life starts at 30. Mm. I think I've had my 20s to try out, to do the mistakes, to learn about myself. And I am very excited to get to 30 and then begin my new life. Yeah. And I think it's the outlook I'm trying to have because I think also in your 30s is when you get to 40, then you start another new life. I think you never stop learning. You know, my dad is uh, 69 now and what I see him do and how he's learning from everything he does is such an inspiration and he never, you know, he never ceases to to amaze me with trying new things and learning about himself and keeping active and it's it's amazing it's your life doesn't end for me as you get older it's not going to the end it's going to the new beginnings and I think I'm quite excited about that and if you have that outlook of life it's thinking every year is a new year for you to discover something new about yourself then I think life gets a bit more exciting I, I completely agree with you. Now, there is that thing that life begins at 40. Mm. And maybe 30 is the new 40. Mm. And maybe with the use of social media and the way the world is, maybe it is moving that way and everyone wants to feel more youthful. And, you know, there's something about music that we like nostalgia and we want to go back to that moment when we were 15, 16 and that was our happy time, yeah. our happy place. For you, can we talk about this girl you're singing, uh, you're speaking to in uh, Canada at the moment? <laughs> that you FaceTime every day. <laughs> how do you know this? I don't think, mate. Wait, how actually do you know this? It's on your podcast. Is it my podcast? Oh you don't edit God. anything. You know what? It's so funny because we always think we are so busy with everything that we do with uh, Charlie and me. So when we get the edits before we, we post, we kind of look at the first maybe 10 minutes. We go, oh, yep. I like the sound. It looks good. Sounds good. And we post it. And then we're like, oh my God, we, f- we should have maybe cut that out. and all that. But you did say you were going to cut all of this out and you never did. And it, I never did. This girl is someone very special. For sure. Wow. I'm actually flying to Canada uh, next month. I've booked my tickets. Yeah, I'm not surprised because you said it on the podcast as well. 
Yep. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I'm going over. We FaceTime every night. It's really weird. I'm in such a different stage of my life right now. It's just happened. And I'm like, this is weird. I'm allowing things to happen rather than plan them. You've gone through this last year of Ella. We obviously mm. saw that she joined many charts and Ella was on Mad at First Australia. Yeah. I don't care about her specifically. And also, I'm a bit annoyed that she did that podcast oh with um, yeah. Dominica. Like, horrendous. Every secret. And it was like, you're going a bit too far. Yeah. And I was even that annoyed. I told my friend who's at E4 and I went, FYI, yeah. have a little listen to this. Yeah. They, uh, they, they're they taking it off now. Have they? Yeah, yes. It, uh, Channel 4, obviously... Um, I take full responsibility. Yeah, of course, one hundred percent. They heard the whole thing, and they it's it's illegal what they did. They have a, she has a contract, and she wasn't allowed to say a lot of things. Um, most things. It's an hour podcast about Chelsea and myself, and they it got deleted. What happened to her? Because she broke the contract. She broke the contract. They just basically said to take it down, or they would go legal. And obviously, they've taken it down. It was really stupid because what what I found funny in that podcast, the main thing they kept on saying is this whole clout thing. Like they're like, "Oh, Mars is looking for clout." Mars. I was like, "You know what? I didn't speak about social media about our situation. Obviously, I let it pan out on Chelsea. That's not my. You know, if they edit the way they want to edit it, and I didn't really speak about it. I even spoke to Ella before going. You know, before she did that podcast, and said, "Let's do like a maybe." A podcast where we both talk about our experience and you know we're friends now and it's all good and we're sorted and that podcast came out the day after i said that to her and i said you know what you can forget your fucking you know podcast we're doing together and then i just found it so disrespectful i found it so rude i found it so vulgar it was such a vulgar podcast and then they did an hour of it on us so i knew about it because you had emily blackwell as a guest mm. and i was listening to that episode of yeah. the three of you and then obviously you went oh it's on that side of it. yeah, yeah. I had i've known you for five years yeah and I was, I remember driving and I remember this so well and I remember pulling over and being really sad for you and you know how much I respect you and I respect your work in the industry, blah, blah, blah. I also know you on a personal level and what I didn't like was how they took your name and tarnished it Mm. and it was bullying and I'm going to say it and I'm going to use, it's a horrible word to use, but it was bullying, you know, the narcissism, the clout. They literally wanted to rip you to pieces and the way they did it and obviously you can't listen to that episode now, but I just hope we talk about mental health and the whole Be Kind campaign and then someone goes on and does that Yeah. for everyone to know. Have your opinions, whatever. You know, everyone's going to have their own version, but don't do it in public. Yeah. It's not a nice side. It doesn't make, you know, a beautiful girl, and I'm talking in general, yeah. can look so ugly from doing something like that. 100%. And I'm talking about from the heart. I'm not talking about looks. Yeah, I'm no, not talking anything about looks. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't want to hear a girl swear like that. I don't want a yeah. girl be so negative. And I was so upset for you. And I didn't know what to do. Because you, I know you'd listen to it. But I was yeah. like, I don't want to message you and go, I've listened to it as well now. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I just couldn't believe someone would do that. And then obviously the stuff yeah. about Chelsea and how set up it is. Look, we all know it is. We know. We're not stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's been going for 10 years. But you don't need to say it in such depth. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it was weird because at that time, for me, I was getting a lot of hate online. Mm. a lot of hate and you know it she only made it worse because she told us her side of the story a side of the story not even the full side and made me out to be this absolute asshole and i was like wow that's not even the truth you're just you're just doing something to to feed into ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. To your audience and make them... Is it to make them like you more? Is it to make it honestly for me? It felt like she was playing the victim a little bit. She was like, "You want you almost want people to pity you. You want the comments being like, oh my god, we love you, f off, Miles, all this." And it was like it got to the point where I was ignoring it. And even my sister called me. She goes, "I've been getting people, her friends coming up to her. Right, my sister doesn't want Chelsea. Doesn't like to be a part of it because she doesn't. She thinks it's uh, you know." There's a there's a huge dark cloud over it sometimes, and she was she called me. She goes, I haven't seen anything, but I keep getting people coming up to me saying, "Is your brother okay?" Because the the episode about Ella and all that stuff came out, and plus this podcast, it seems really like heavy. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay," but it's the first time in my TV career that I've had this horrendous look over me. You know, people saying like I'm horrible to women and the way I treat women and I'm like what did I do what did I actually do I told a girl that I didn't like her anymore that's what I did I was I was honest so you're 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 giving me crap for being honest and then you expect me what to lie so and then you'll give me even more for being uh, for lying so what's what's the right answer here? and it was just it was a it was actually a really tough time for me because I never let comments. I never read them. I don't really care. I actually find it quite funny when people say, oh, you're this, you're this. I get it. You're on a TV reality show. People are going to have an opinion about you. But then the next week, they change their mind. So it's fine. It's how the show works. But it was nonstop for a good couple of months. Mentally, where did that take you? And what support did you have for it? Because that's really hard yeah. as well. When you've got those thoughts and you're like, well, it's a public domain and... How seriously is it going to take it? You know, did you yeah. go to Monkey, at, uh, who, who do mainly Chelsea, and say, yeah. I need the therapy? Did you say, you know, Ella can't be on the show, I don't want to film with her? Or did you go, I'm just going to have to deal with my head because it's comments and it's not show-related as yeah. such? I was angry. 
I was really angry because I was like, this is not me. And I was getting frustrated. And, and every, every picture I, I posted or, or video, it was, there was just a comment about that situation. And I was just getting so frustrated. I was like so tired of it. And I was in Bali whilst it was all, because it was playing out whilst we were in Bali mm. and we filmed the Bali series. And I was just, this is so unfair. And I wasn't speaking about it on my socials yet because I was just like, I don't want to be this person being like, oh no, this is not what's happened. I don't want to whine about it. It's like, it is what it is. And you can have your opinion, but it didn't stop. And uh, luckily enough, I have, I have an amazing a group of friends, you know, like a small, tight group of friends who are there for me. So we had loads of conversations and they were backing me up and they were there for me. I didn't go to Monkey for any help because I just didn't want to, I didn't want to add anything to it. I saw a therapist myself and I, I dealt with it on my own. I've got a, a way of dealing with things that has always really helped me and I've got my own structure and I did what I had to do and I'm absolutely fine now. But at the time I was, it yeah, it hit me a lot harder than I realized it hit. When was that moment you realized it had gone too far? Honestly, it was probably the podcast because it was just after that, got back to London, she did that podcast and it was just like, what are you doing? And it was, and then it just made it worse because it, it was at the end of like, that episode aired ages ago and it was kind of like, they were still saying comments, but it was fine. And then she did that podcast and she was like, this is my view on Chelsea. And then it was like an hour long on just ripping into me in such a vulgarity and ripping the show, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, here we go. And it happened again. And it was like, okay, now I've got Australian fans just having to go at me. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, this is, this is a bit much. And it was funny because she messaged me being like, oh, the podcast is coming out tomorrow that we did about, you know, you and the show. But it's really like, it's really friendly. It's not, we're just, it's kind of just, uh, you know, light opinions and nothing too hectic. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm sure like, you know, you're just explaining the situation. And I listened to her, I was like, are you taking the piss? Like, that is mad. If you think that's a light opinion about the situation. Did she not retransfer to you, first of all? And no. I'm being deadly serious. I go, I want you to have the heads up. You know, that oh, we both know we're in the media. Oh we know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, no, she didn't She didn't do anything. She didn't send me it before. I wasn't even going to listen to it. She told me then the, the day before it posted. And it was two days later that people started DMing me going, have you heard what Ella's saying about you? And I was like, what? So surely not. So I had my normal morning, you know, where I have a very zen morning. I eat my yogurt, I have my coffee, I put some podcasts on. And I was like, I'll listen to her podcast. You know, obviously everyone's talking about it. And I, I honestly, I, in the first 10 minutes, I was, like, I was shocked. I was like, this is crazy. I sent it to everyone. I sent it to my family, I sent it to my, my friends. I was like, can you, I, I can't believe what she's saying. Have you had the closure? Yeah. I, you know what? It's weird. I don't need closure. So you don't need an apology? No, for not at all. She unfollowed me. I unfollowed her after. Funny enough, when she did all this thing, I didn't even unfollow her. I didn't. I just. I just was like, "Cool, that's your opinion." I found that I don't need to the the anger I had before. It just it just went because I didn't need it. I didn't need to be angry at someone like that. If she was, I have to understand also. If she was so hurt by a situation, then I have to accept that, regardless of what was true and what she felt was true. I had to leave it to her, right? So for me, it was like, okay, if that's how you feel, all good. I'm going to do my life now. So I don't need that closure from her. Okay, well, let's talk happier things. Mm. And let's actually go back all the way back to <laughs> where we were going with it. Um, my actual question wasn't anything to do with that. It yeah. was more, um, <laughs> 10 minutes later, being in a long-distance relationship with Ella, you obviously learn about yourself and what your boundaries are, what your coping mechanisms are. And I'm talking about when you were actually liking her. With this new girl in Canada... Yeah. What are you putting into place 
for your healthy mind to go, I don't want to be too besotted, but also I want yeah. to share that interest because it's a long distance relationship. And that's hard. Yeah. Okay. Can I be honest about the other thing? Be honest, mate. Really? Yeah. Whew. Okay. This, for me, and it, it, it all sucked to, to say this, um, but when I met Ella, at the first I was like, yeah, she's she's a really cool girl. I watched her show. I was like addicted to Married at First Life. It was, it was the first time I watched it. I was like, oh my God, this is such a good show. And I think I was into her as Married at First Sight and not into her. And that was the problem. And when we were talking, I kept on thinking, you're going to come to London. You've done Married at First Sight. Come on, me and Chelsea. It makes sense. Let's do that. That's, that's like reality TV couples. Like let's put two TV shows together and we can create. And it was like this hype of like what it should be. And then when she arrived to London, I realized it was very quickly not that. And also the biggest difference with Ella was we would talk most days, but it was never it was never flirty. It was never really intense. It was a lot about what you do in reality TV and how she went through her struggles and my struggles and all that kind of stuff. But it, it never started on the basis of let's start some sort of friendship, relationship, you know, dating kind of thing it was a business transaction. It, was, it felt like a business transaction honestly but that's yeah. also really hard with made in chelsea or towie that when you've got a cast member like yourself who's been on it for six years yeah and those who have those long periods you know the game they know the game that yeah. oh my god if i start talking to miles i'm gonna go on made in chelsea mm. and if i've done married at first sight australia yeah great yeah. i can get a uk audience now who love it and i can go on there then i can go on celebs go dating yeah. and then i can go on big brother and the challenge and blah 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 yeah you know there's a business drive. It must be really hard for you, though, in in Made in Chelsea to go, well, do I trust that person? And what is their intention? Yeah. It's been like that for the last five years. People would go, oh, you date everyone. You have fun. And it's so easy for you. It's like, no, man. Like, I, I yeah, I can, I can date a lot. I can meet a lot of girls. And that seems, from the outside, so cool. But trust me, the intentions that most girls I date or I would talk to they have an alter ego. They have they have an idea of what they actually want from me, and it's what's going on with um, this girl from Canada is so far from it, which is so relaxing and so lovely for once because I'm no longer putting the pressure of we have to do things on camera. We you have to be on Chelsea. You have. To, I've said to her, I don't want you on. I don't want you on Chelsea. I don't want you right for now, right? At least for now. I want to. I want to know you. I want to meet you. And it's so different. Like I don't want to talk too much about it because also I've I've said to her respectfully that I don't want to. I don't want the whole world to know what's going on in my private life at the moment. Although I've spoken about it on my own bloody podcast. <laughs> I think it's just my when you want your mates and you're on a podcast, you kind of forget that you're filming a podcast. My biggest rule with Chelsea, I said to them, you can't film about my love life until I'm I'm happy. But what does that do to your character on Made in Chelsea? So we know it's a characterization, and I don't know if you've listened to Jamie and Spencer's episode mm. of Big Fish and Private Parts, where they've done each other's. Yeah. And it's very interesting, the takeaways about the characterization, the acting. Mm. And I'm not talking about, I mean, we know it's not scripted, and we know there's blah, 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 blah. We yeah. all know how it works. I can't bother to go through that. Yeah. But there's Miles, the player. There's Miles, oh, he's trying to get back with Maver. There's yeah. Miles, oh, is he or isn't he friends with Emily? Oh, there's Miles, does he fancy Emily? Or yeah. why is Miles friends of Jordan who's with Emily? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of that. So what does that do to your character in 2023 to go, I want to actually start thinking about Miles Nazaire 
the content creator, the podcaster, the guy that hasn't got the I'm Miles from Made in Chelsea label yeah. attached to it. The, it's just put my foot down. Honestly, I was very close to not coming back this year. I was very, very close. And that was because I was sick of being painted in a certain way because of that character you just said, all those characters. Um, and it was also, you got to remember, I was I kind of grew up in my 20s on TV. So you go through that anyway. But it was, you know, it's, it's, it's seen nationwide. But this year for me, the biggest thing was changing my outlook on life, my own life. And I think that change out outside the show has now completely changed the way I am on the show. And I think this series, for sure, that comes out, you'll definitely see that change. And it's not a change of like, oh, I'm going to start being more serious with girls. Or I'm gonna... It's nothing to do with that. It's actually the opposite. I'm, 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 I'm telling the viewers in the show, you're not allowed to see that part of my life yet until I'm ready. And I'm now being a friend to my friends, being opinionated when I need to be, but I'm letting, I'm letting everyone do their thing. Doesn't that mean that your Made in Chelsea journey is starting to fade a little bit then? Because that's what they want. Yeah. And it's funny, the last series, Izzy, yeah. she already had a TikTok following already. I get, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, she did. She had about 40,000, yeah, but it's yeah. still enough yeah, to yeah, get going. I know why I'm on the show. I'm yeah, not yeah, there yeah. purely for you. Yeah. Surely that means your journey of there's younger people, there's people who want to do all that. Yeah. They're going to get the more screen time. You're not. What's the point of me turning up filming if, yeah. you know, in 43 minutes of the show that goes out, I'm on 20 seconds now. Yeah. Uh, it It's it's understanding that you have not done your time on the show, but I have kind of, I've, been, I've done it for five years, five years plus now. And there's new people on the show and there are new people coming onto the show and they're very young. And they've got the want, the drive to be in all the drama and have fun. And I love it. I look at them. I'm like, oh, my God, embrace it. Just have the best time. I remember the first three years of Chelsea was the most fun I've ever had in my life. Like it was just going along with it and having fun and not even thinking too much about anything else and enjoying the process. Even if I had arguments or stressful moments, I was like, this is so fun. I'm on TV. And I think now... I'm not worried about having loads of screen time. I'm really not. I'm I I like the fact that now I get called like, you know, you're now becoming one of the OGs, mm. you know, in this time, you know. How weird is that? That is weird. It is weird. Miles Nazette, an OG of I me. Mean, I've just started from the beginning again. <laughs> Miles Nazette in two, how old were you in two thousand eleven? I was um oh god, I was I've no idea. You must have been about thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Oh my god. And that makes you an OG. Wow. wow. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Final questions for you. Yeah. First of all, 2014, you went to Brit School. Yeah. Looking back now, you're coming up to a decade in this industry, a decade since you left. First of all, take me back to that 2014 Mars and what you wanted to gain from the industry. And then secondly, how do you look back at what you've done? Yeah. When I was in the Brit School, I I knew I had a knack for TV in production because I was very good at it. I was very good at pitching. I was very good at camera work. I was very good. I was I was just naturally good at all of those kind of things. But I never, never thought in my in my head, oh, I want to do this. It's really funny because a lot of people go, oh, what did you want to do when you were a kid? I I genuinely didn't have a plan. I was just a kid and I just did things that I enjoyed. And I remember TV just being fun, holding the camera and filming myself and filming loads of different things. And I loved the fact that I was, because I was quite, you know, I had a bit of a, I guess, a, a loud personality and I was, 
you know, very, I wasn't afraid to talk in front of cameras and my peers were a little bit more, you know, shy. I just knew I wanted to do something there. I didn't know what it was going to be. When I left Brit School, I had my first job at a production house called Knickerbocker Glory. Honestly, one of the most amazing experiences of my life, just as I met Maver. That's when I realized, oh, I want to do TV now. I want to be an editor because I love post-production and I love to see how you cut things together to make a show or make a movie. And I was working towards that. When I look back at my career now, I'm so proud of myself. I really am. More and more these days, I'm just taking it all in a little bit more because I know that this isn't for life. You know, you can have a long career in TV and you can go into presenting. You can do, you can do more things. But I, I know that... I'm really embracing and 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 loving the fact that I've done so much and had so many experiences that a lot of people will never experience and will never know what it feels like. And I'm really grateful for that. And that's what I love is how grounded you are because you've got friends in the industry and we'll mention Charlie and Temps. Yeah. They're both of your brothers, mm. your best friends, your buddies. Uh, they understand the industry as well. Yeah. And it can be awful at times, but it can be great at times. Yeah. And you can get immersed in that. Final question. Yeah. Are you happy? Yes. really really happy the last week when i went skiing i had an extreme wobble really bad like very 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 bad something that i haven't had in years and i came back to london and i just was sick of that feeling and i remembered when i did have it years ago and i promised myself i'd never have that again and it happened and i realized it was because of me, no one else, not my TV career, not, not any producer, not my friends. I put myself in that state of mind and that position. And the last week, I've been so happy and dealing with stressful moments or busy days. I've implemented certain things that have completely changed my outlook on so many things. And it's genuinely brought me so much happiness at the moment like I'm genuinely so happy and there are a lot of things at the moment that are going wrong in my life um that are personal and 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 I mean I guess slash career-wise as well a lot a lot of transitions and things that are happening and even through that I'm just really content right now They're, they're on Security Insecure. If you love me in Chelsea, you can hear episodes of many of Mars's co-stars on Security Insecure, including Sam Prince, Liv Bentley, Sam Thompson, Maver and James, and Harvey Armstrong, to name a few. Plus, well, Made in Chelsea doesn't finish there on Security Insecure. There'll be new episodes of Julius Chowdhury and Verity Bowditch in future weeks on Security Insecure. And if you love Miles, you will know, obviously, his best friend, David Temps. He's been on David Temp, he was on Security Insecure to talk about his new show, Written in the Stars, which you can watch on Discovery Plus now. And if you love this episode of Security Insecure, you learn from Mars because he's such an amazing guy. Go and listen to the Playtime podcast he does with Charlie because it's such a great listen. You get half the episodes of just them two talking and having deep chats. The other half with guests, including Antigone, Emily Blackwell, Jay Younger. You never know which episode they're actually putting out because the number changes all the time. Sometimes it's, it's here's episode 15 and they'll call it episode 3, but that's just what they do. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and if you love Security and Secure, please do support this episode of me and Mars at Security and Secure Podcast, at Johnny Sifers, where you can find me on Instagram, on TikTok, on social media, whatever. Go and share it, okay? But more importantly, go on to Apple 
Apple iTunes or go onto Spotify, click that follow button or that subscribe button, follow it. And then if you're listening on iTunes, go all the way down, leave a review and a five-star rating and let's keep spreading the word. It's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.